Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm actually really good today. So am I. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling quite excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in a good mood. <laughs> oh, it's really good. Right, Rose. So what we what do you want to talk about? We're basically going to be presenting the for and against argument for manifestation because it's trending. Everyone's trying to sell you their coaching course, their retreat, their book, and it's been used as a marketing strategy. Yeah. Um, And we just wanted to, I guess, bust some of the myths. Yeah. But also reinforce some of the things we know to be true and Mm -hmm. share our own experiences plus your experiences because you've written into us yeah and then also share your results um from the polls yeah that we've been posting right so what is your understanding of manifestation slash the law of attraction mine it's not something that i do firstly um and not something that i know an awful lot about Mm -hmm. i've just heard a lot about it in the last like two years and just as like a buzzword and honestly, my white friends telling me that they've been doing it and it's got them jobs, it's got them romantic relationships, it's uh, improved their relationships with family members. I've heard all kinds of things. And my understanding of it is that it has a lot to do with visualization, you being able to visualize where you want to see yourself or where you desire, what your desires are. Mm-hmm. Um, and also kind of incorporating that into your day-to-day so by doing things and when people say like speaking things into existence writing affirmations or even just writing that thing down yeah as well as visualizing it um and like embodying that and seeing whether that happens for you I guess that's all I know I really don't know much about it and that's why I'm quite skeptical because I'm like, is this legit or are people just, is this this just become a buzzword or like a hype within the wellness space? So have you never been tempted to try it? Yes, (laughs) I have been. Of course I've been tempted tempted to try it, but I don't, I I didn't know the full like procedure. I don't know exactly what I have to do. I also feel like it contradicts some things that I've learned before when Mm. it comes to like my attitudes and and how I practice things for my well-being. So... Yeah, it's not something that I've done. Mm -hmm. What about you, Rose? What about me? What what do you know of it? Like, is it something you do? Are you... It's something I've known about for about 10 years. Oh, hot damn. (laughs) And I think the first time I probably came across it was that Jim Carrey video. You know that famous Jim Carrey video where he talks about he carried a check for $1 million in his wallet. Yeah. And then he got called for Dumb and Dumber, I think mm-hmm. about 10 years later or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen that video a bunch of times. I'm a big Will Smith fans. Will Smith's always talking about mm-hmm. it. But I didn't really start reading into it. So reading the books and, yeah, to, finding out about the strategy. Yeah. <laughs> Until about six years ago. Okay. Yeah, I read The Secret because yeah. everyone. Everyone. When we looked at when we started researching for this episode and we were looking at celebrities who've manifested their reality, etc., yeah. um, the secret would come up constantly, mm-hmm. constantly. So Oprah swears by it, Steve Harvey, yeah. um, LMFAO. <laughs> Party rocker. Party rock. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I read it and I realised that this is something that I've always been doing since I was a little child. Oh, go on. Yeah. And Manifestation queen. 
No, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just hoping that it was going to work. Yeah, okay. <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got I've got lots and lots of stories that I can share about it. Nice. I can't wait to get into that. Um, but before we move on, I guess I just wanted to give a quick summary about what it is and what the belief yeah. around it is. Yes, please do that because I would really like to know. So the idea is that you have a goal or a destination that you're trying to get to, but you're not there yet right? Mm -hmm. So that goal or that thing is vibrating at a completely different frequency than you are. Yes. It's vibrating, vibrate higher. (laughs) You are not there. Yes. That's why it's out of reach. Okay. You have to create a home within yourself, in your mind and in your body, where you can create that frequency for yourself in order to attract that thing to you because then you're in alignment yes with the thing that you're trying to get get yeah now in order to do that you have to reframe your thoughts Mm -hmm. you have to do inner healing work you have to journal vision boards all of this stuff Mm -hmm. to keep this goal fresh in your mind but also to keep a positive attitude around it okay now that's really key. Yeah. And that's the thing I want to come back to mm-hmm. in a bit. <laughs> okay. And yeah, the more you you give off that frequency or you live within that frequency, the more the things that align with that frequency are going to come towards you. Okay. So it's not necessarily chasing yeah. a thing, it's aligning yourself. And that's something that I've seen quite a lot on TikTok is girls explaining about manifestation and how you would be doing it wrong if you are chasing that Mm. thing as opposed to allowing it to attract you. Yes. But, okay, but we'll get into that. Yeah. (laughs) This is where I'm like, "Mm, okay. And and this is why we want to talk about it because there's a lot of conflicting information online. Exactly. And a lot of it feeds into pop psychology and pseudo-psychology, which isn't evidence-based, but it's being made out to be evidence-based. And that's what I found with The Secret when I read it. I thought, this you're sounding like you're presenting scientific evidence here and you're not. Yeah, you're actually not. And for someone who doesn't have that understanding, I can see why they would believe that as fact. Yeah, I see. Yeah, because if you can't, if you don't know empirical research from just well gold standard gold standard yeah (laughs) if you don't know about (laughs) control trials then (laughs) i guess you don't know what's legit and what's not legit yeah but i have also seen scientists explain this phenomenon in scientific terms and it makes perfect sense to me okay so i'm not trying to say that that like there's no science backing it at all yeah i'm just saying what is pop culture Mm -hmm. or what is believed right now around it isn't necessarily rooted in fact yeah and it and a lot of times it claims to be i think that's the issue yeah yeah so we wanted to um yeah address it now do you believe in it i would say that i do believe in it um i think my i guess my problem or my barrier in into believing it is that i've seen a lot of people especially celebrities claim that they've manifested everything in their lives like whether it be their job or their relationships or the things that they have um and ultimately I think when people claim that everything that they've achieved has occurred through manifestation Mm -hmm. they are ultimately putting all of that responsibility and control onto themselves therefore it's it's to me, it's like saying, I deserve all the credit that I get because I have made this happen for myself. So you're saying Nobody cr- else. credit, not responsibility. 
a credit, yeah. yeah. Not responsibility, I guess. But I guess, I guess both. Yeah, I guess too. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, and I see a lot of celebrities saying that, but I don't know whether it's just their privilege that's got them there or whether they have just been manifesting all of their lives. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's where my skepticism comes in and that's where I don't know whether I believe it or not because Mm -hmm. is there a success bias? Are we just hearing from celebrities who have made it and have said, oh, manifestation is the thing that works. Yeah. Um, and we're not hearing from the people who have manifested their whole lives and have not got to where they want to get to. Yeah. Fair point. Fair point. Do you believe in a rose? I do. Yeah. (laughs) I do. Um, and we also asked you whether you, the audience, whether you believed in it. And let me just do quick maths. Three, 460 of you replied. Mm -hmm. And 63% of those said yes. And 37% said no. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. We also asked, have you ever manifested anything? And 66% said yes. 34% said no. Where did you learn about it? Most people learned about it online. Mm -hmm, Which, that doesn't surprise me. And then I asked, do you consider yourself to be spiritual? Now this one, I found very very interesting. interesting. Because most of the people who said that they do believe in manifestation and they have manifested stuff, don't think that they are spiritual. What what do you think about this, Rose? (laughs) I don't know if that's possible. That's the same. I don't know whether it's possible to <laughs> incorporate manifestation into your every, everyday life and not be in, like spiritually inclined in any other way. I, I don't see how that works. Yeah. Let's come back to this point. Oh, yeah? Because I kind of want to share people's stories. Okay. Because I really enjoyed (laughs) I really enjoyed this. Um, So we asked you to share your manifestation stories. So the first one says, I want to do yoga teacher training in Costa Rica, but it's really expensive and I wasn't sure how to get the money and talked about it two weeks ago. But I was writing it down and have the training on my vision board. Mm -hmm. And then last week, I suddenly got an email from my injury lawyer who I haven't spoken to in five plus months or something, that I will receive a big amount of money for my full injury costs in total. And the crazy or magical thing about this is that my injury is the reason why I started yoga and it also healed my injury when I did it consistently. So it's a real, it's really a full circle now that I will have money for the training from my injury. (gasps) That's so amazing. Right? Oh my God, that's amazing. That's like everything, all like everything aligning for somebody in order for something to happen for them Mm -hmm. even if they would have thought that it wasn't a blessing that it's it's like an unfortunate circumstance that's actually worked in their favor wow that's so amazing Mm -hmm. someone else wrote in and said when my parents had a restaurant they always forgot to bring food home and they brought me meat at the time i was vegetarian Mm -hmm. one night i just imagined a clock at 4 a.m the door opening, and a bag of food. I tried to feel how I would feel when it arrives. Later, I forgot about it, and then I heard the front door open. I looked at the clock on my phone, and it went from 3.59 to 4 exact, and yelled, and he yelled that he had my food. Aww. At that moment, I knew my thoughts were powerful. Wow! See, that's so amazing. I guess for people, even for yourself, like you said, that 
you knew from when you were younger that this was real or that something like this could happen for you, like knowing the power of your thoughts at a really young age, I think that's so powerful. I used to do this all the time after school when mom would be late, which was nearly every day. (laughs) I would literally just sit there and imagine her car coming over the hill and how I would feel. And then it wouldn't always work, but sometimes it would work. Yeah, yeah. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Um, More stories. Someone said, I kept hearing about my pals getting free meals from dates, so I posted on Insta. I just want a guy to take me out and pay for the entire bill. And a week later, it (laughs) happened, lol. (gasps) What? Okay, I I know what I need to do. Thank you. Right? So good. A week later. That's so good. (laughs) Uh, Someone else put, in Jan 2020, I wrote on my notes app that I will get a first and essentially my grad IG caption. And it worked by the grace of God. But like Ovs, I didn't have a grad because of Rona. But speaking good things about your future will lead to a great future. Oh, I I agree with that. Mm -hmm. That's so nice. See, I do love hearing stories. I, I I love things like that happening for people. I think there's something so magical in that. I've probably seen the most um, my thoughts becoming a reality in regards to Still Chill, Mm. the business. Yeah. Yeah, actually. A lot of the workshops and the work that I do um, and the intentions that I set, Mm -hmm. half of the time I don't really know how I'm going to get there or how I'm going to do it. Yeah, you just know that that's what you want to do. Yeah, and then it's not necessarily that I'm always aware that it's happening for me anyway. It's a lot of the time I look back in hindsight and I'm like, remember when you wanted to like desperately do this thing mm. and now you've done it. Oh, wow. It's not even that you're yeah. doing it, it's you've done it. And I guess if you're consistently embodying whatever that thing is, if you are making that a part of your daily practice, mm-hmm. then it would feel like that because by the time that you have achieved it, it's kind of like, well, I knew I was going to do this. You turn into that person, but yeah. you don't notice that change because mm-hmm. you're changing with the change. Like, yeah, you know what I that mean? shift is occurring as it's... In as real it's time. Ha- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So I thought those were really interesting. Um, there are so many stories. Yeah. I mean, with celebrities, like I said, Jim Carrey, Will Smith. Oprah, Oprah has, has loads. Oprah's got a great story. Yeah. Oprah um, read The Colour Purple, was yeah. absolutely obsessed with it. She said, lived, breathed, slept... What's the word? Live, breathe eat <laughs> rave repeat <laughs> I don't know anyway she did that and <clears throat> I'm just going to retell the story really quickly because I just loved it she said that she went to, she moved to Chicago and her agent called her and was like hey I've got an audition for you she was like straight away is it for the colour purple and they were like no <laughs> she went to the audition and it was the colour purple oh <laughs> yeah she auditioned and didn't hear anything back. Okay. And she said she was stood, a couple months later, she was stood on these train tracks in the pouring rain, crying to God mm-hmm. to help her let go of this dream because it's obviously not happened. And she convinced herself that she didn't get the role because she was too fat. Mm-hmm. And then a lady runs out and she's like, Oprah, there's a phone call inside for you. She picks up. It's Spike Lee. Spike Lee's like, I want to offer you the role. Yeah. And the reason I want to offer you the role is because I saw you on TV a couple of months ago. And when I saw you, I thought she is that character. 
<laughs> and she was like, I wow. never met Spike Lee. He didn't know anything about me, you know? And don't you always wonder that, like, in that moment when Spike Lee saw her on TV and was like, yeah, she is the one for the role, what she was doing in that in that exact moment. Yeah. Like, how those things aligned. Yeah. Exactly. With each other. Wow. Exactly. That is so cool. Exactly. Now, going back to your point on privilege, whether yeah. it's race or whether it's class. Yeah. Someone who talks a lot about manifestation, and when we, when we were researching this episode, Raha got hot, <laughs> hot talking about this person, um, is Bella Hadid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's not the only one. I've seen, no, I've seen a bunch example. of, yeah, it's literally just an example, because I've seen a bunch of celebrities talking about this. And you, when you look into their backgrounds, you're like, uh, I don't know if it was the visual, visualization that's done that for you. Yeah. Um, someone like Bella Hadid, who has come from... The, one of the most affluent like families she's had all the money her mom has been a model for god knows how many years she knows people in the industry they've had the money to get her all the plastic surgery so that she can look the way that she needs to look to get the job done mm-hmm. um and so on and so on and yeah a lot of the times she does write about manifestation and she shows old pictures that she's taken and like photo shoots that she's done with her friends and how this was all a part of it um and how that was I guess a part of her manifestation practice um and when I see stuff like that that I just feel like I don't buy it (laughs) I just don't buy it I just think so it's not your mom. It's not the money. It's not all of those other things. The connections, have, yeah, the, the networking, the privileged upbringing, everything that has contributed to you becoming a world famous model. But, but what about it's the manifestation that has? But what about know. people like Oprah and say Jay Z? Because Jay Z is another one who was who always talks about it. Who ha- definitely don't have a privileged yeah yeah. And upbringing. See for them, I'm way more inclined to believe it. But then I don't know whether that's just whether people are just attracted to that story to 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 the rags and riches story. Whether that's more appealing and why that makes me more inclined to believe them than it does. Yeah, Bella Hadid. Yeah. Like, who knows? Because Maybe could... Bella Hadid did manifest all of this exactly. stuff. And it had nothing to do with her privilege and everything to do with with her affirmations and her vision boards and the things that she did. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, can you not manifest things if you have privilege? Yeah. See, uh, yeah, of course you can. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I struggle with this. I do struggle. Um, and I also... It goes back to the poll that we did about people considering themselves as spiritual beings and manifesting. I feel like for black and brown... Ah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I want to make this point. Okay, let's, let me move on to the next thing. Yeah. What do you think makes manifestation difficult then? For me personally, or why I guess I've I've avoided... Bit of both, bit of both. Bit of both. <laughs> I just struggle with me trying to visualise the things that I want to see myself doing and seeing myself in whatever position it is that I want to be in and trying to be present. Mm. Like, my practice is always getting myself back to the present moment because the thing that I struggle with the most is getting out of my head, period. Mm-hmm. So... 
just in terms of being mindful and meditating and trying to get myself back to the present, how am I going to do that if I'm trying to visualize myself in the future? And does that not mean that I am chasing something? Am I not always constantly striving for something if I'm where I am right now, but all I can think about is where I want to see myself? Exactly. You know That's what my I mean? beef. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually, when I was like really reading into manifestation, I was also really deep in my mindfulness and meditation practice. It's when yeah. I just come across it. And there were so many contradictions, even though manifestation yeah. in the law of attraction involves you being mindful and meditating yeah. on your desires, it completely, completely contradicts the principles and attitudes of mindfulness. Yeah. Which is non-striving. Mm-hmm. Letting go. Yeah. Patience. Letting go. <laughs> right? That's the other thing. Yeah. Not attaching myself to that idea. Yes, because attachment causes suffering yeah. in Buddhist belief. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was always struggling with. I'm like, am I just attaching myself to an idea and a belief and I'm striving for it? Yeah. And I'm living in the future in my mind, which I'm supposed to be in the present. Yeah. And I'm judging my circumstances. Yes. Right? And then the other part of it was that you're only supposed to have positive thoughts yeah. and let go of any self-critical thoughts or any self-limiting beliefs, yeah. right? Whereas like for me, for example, sorry to interrupt, but in the last year, I've only come to terms with really embracing my emotions and honoring them and being with them. So when negative emotion, well, I say negative emotions, you say there's no such thing as yes. negative emotions. <laughs> Thank you. But <laughs> when, when I'm feeling hurt or I'm feeling sad or angry, I allow myself to sit with that emotion and be with it and kind of welcome that into into the present moment yes and I feel like manifestation does completely contradict that so how am I supposed to like avoid that or bypass my emotions and just try and live within this positive like embodiment when that's not true to how I actually feel in that in that moment it's a fake reality that you create within yourself which is then conflicting your actual reality yeah So in that regard, it doesn't make sense to me. But I've also done it, so I know it works. (laughs) But then how how do you overcome trying to, let's say, like, you're not having the most positive thoughts surrounding whatever that desire is that you're trying to manifest? Well, I think that's where the spiritual component is really important. Because if you're doing it secularly, so secular means you there's no religious or spiritual notions around it. Yes. So you don't believe in anything outside of the thing itself. Right? Yeah. If you're doing it secularly and you don't believe in how you should be as a human or you don't follow the other laws, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then are you not just manifesting individualism, capitalism and greed? That's it. Like, secular manifestation, I feel like, does just equal greed in my eyes. Yeah, I agree. Because you're just reinforcing an individualist concept. Like, because if, you're, if you are practicing spirituality in all of its aspects, that means that you are very much in touch with not only yourself, but the people around exactly. you, and as the, well as nature, mm-hmm. as well as the rest of the world exactly. and community and all of that good stuff. So I feel like... It, the math ain't math in. Exactly. And actually someone wrote in about that and I thought it was really interesting. I wanted to read it out. 
Um, they said, I want to elaborate on my answer. I believe in speaking good things into existence because words are powerful. But I feel like as a Muslim, manifestation takes away from the power of prayer. So f- let me say that again. I believe in speaking good things into existence because words are powerful. Yeah. But I feel like as a Muslim, manifestation takes away from the power of prayer. So for me, I believe in only speaking in good things like I am confident and I will succeed. But in turn, Allah will bring the good into my life. Right. To which I responded, thanks for elaborating. I think it's such a good distinction that in prayer, the focus is God, but that in manifestation, the focus tends to be you and your ego. Yes. Yes. Thank you. That's what, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Because, and and the, uh, the other thing is that it completely puts all of the weight of having... 100% control over your circumstances onto that person rather than allowing the nature of the universe or whatever force you want to believe in to align those things for you I feel like when those things don't then happen for you you're going to be that much more disappointed Mm. because you're like I didn't manifest that right I have all of the control oh yes therefore this is my fault but that goes feeds back into only thinking positively. That's not actually possible. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's physically not- <laughs> impossible to do that. So then uh, what I would find in my own personal experience is when I'd have self-limiting thoughts or self-critical thoughts, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm literally ruining my, my manifestation. Li- and I'm ruining my life. My life. <laughs> I'm, I'm asking for all these things. And it's like, if you've got health anxiety or yeah. say PTSD, yeah. where you get intrusive thoughts that have absolutely nothing to to do with your rational thinking they're just thoughts that pop into your mind and they are wild Mm -hmm. (laughs) they Mm -hmm. are wild they're unimaginable things that you just picture yourself doing if you then believe that that's going to create your reality that's going to spiral you yes and it's people identifying with those thoughts exactly it becomes a problem exactly yeah when actually in mindfulness the idea is that your mind is running an automatic program and most of your thoughts when you're on autopilot are just automatic thoughts that are just happening like your brain is just filling the gaps kind of Mm -hmm. thing right so mindfulness is about being conscious and present on purpose so that you can notice that your thoughts are fleeting yeah exactly (laughs) and that they're not you yeah that they come up and they pass yeah same as emotions so um while i do and actually i just want to reiterate as well it's not necessarily that we're critiquing the law of attraction or manifestation it's the way that we're doing this yeah now Mm -hmm. and the way that so many of the attitudes contradict each other especially on the in the online space yeah because we're in late stage it's late stage capital it's late stage capitalism yeah and we're kind of enabling like we're continuing it on and we're trying to fit all of these things into that Mm -hmm. but the the system itself is broken yeah and it's also the belief that you can do anything that you want to do and that no systemic issue is going to stand in the way of that yeah which i think is a good attitude to have i don't think i think if you have a desire or you have a goal that you want to achieve i think it's good to go into it with the mentality that nothing should stand in your way and that you absolutely have the capability to do that thing but i think it's also important to be realistic and see things for the way that they are 
You know what I mean? So that... What do you mean? So do you mean, like, if you're asking for something like, I don't know, let's say Osho, how many did he have? 30 Rolls Royces or something like that, (laughs) right? If you're manifesting something like that... Yeah. You're feeding into this... Is that... Sorry, can you elaborate your point? Yes, I can. So, let's say, for example, I wanted to get a job at Apple. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm really excited about it. I've been manifesting it. It's been this goal that I've had for ages. I've been doing all my affirmations, vision boards, everything. I'm going to get there. A few months down the line, I get the job. Amazing stuff. Wow, I really did this for myself. I manifested this job. I can't believe I did it, blah, blah, blah. A week later, I find out that actually I've just been hired because I've they wanted to take a diversity box. But what does that what does that matter? They still went for you. What does the reason matter? It still worked out. To me the reason matters. Uh, no, how does it? It doesn't matter what created the circumstance for you to get that thing. You that thing is still yours. It aligned with you. Do you know what I mean? But, but it's it's the belief that it aligned with me because I'm good enough for the role. It's that self-belief that I... But you would have been good enough for the role for them to hire you. And you might have still been a box to tick. I understand what you're saying. You're saying... Yeah, I, this was that, just an example of like a systemic no, thing. But, but that, I, I get what you're saying. That systemic issues also contribute to what our reality is like. Yeah. And I 100% agree yeah. with that. But I've also experienced it in life. What I was... I was woo-woo, man. I was completely sold on this stuff. Like, I was in it. And when I was in it, so many more opportunities presented themselves to me than when I went through my phase of being like, the world sucks. Mm. Look at all of the tragedy that is happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I understand it. But also, I do think there's a lot of bypassing involved in it. I agree. And I guess it, it, it depends. It, it does come down to perspective as well, because if you think about like that story you read earlier about that person having an injury, was it their injury lawyer? Yeah. Yeah. Like they have had to, they had to have gone through that injury right. in order for those things to unfold for them. So it's not necessarily a curse those things, those circumstances were supposed to happen in order for that thing that you've wanted to manifest to happen for you, I guess. Yes. But do you see what I mean by by not knowing? There's like, how can you be sure that that's what you've manifested? Be- because I think some things are just way past what could be deemed a coincidence. Yeah, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then I, I guess you have to then... Like, that's happened for me. And you know me. I'm far more cynical than you yeah. when it comes to anything. That's right. <laughs> well, you're not... No, you're not cynical. You're just critical. I'm a very critical person. Um, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> about... Um, about whether knowing if that's what you've manifested. Oh, yeah. Not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's things that have, that have happened to me where I'm like, there is no way <laughs> that I could have even... Like, if you put this in a film, people would be like, that's unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. And then I guess from then, it's making the conscious decision to believe that it's a result of, of your manifestation and that it's not just all of these... I think I think when you actually experience it properly, yeah, there is no doubt in your mind, kind of thing. Okay, that it's right. That. Yeah, no, that's why. Yeah, I'm glad you've said that because that that was my question. How do you know? Yeah, afterwards? how there, do you know? There are some instances where you're like, oh, it could have been that, and, and logically, 
it makes sense. But there are some instances where I'm like, this would have never happened in a million years unless right. I was set on it. Okay, yeah. Um, but someone actually made a really, really good point, and I wanted to, I wanted to mention it. They said, I really want to understand slash believe in it, but I worry about getting my hopes up about whatever I'm trying to manifest and then feeling let down if it doesn't happen. Oh, I've yeah. always been a prepare for the worst and if something better happens, that's a bonus kind of gal. But I don't think that it's serving me well anymore. Oh, oh it's tell- not. No, it's not. Because oh, that was my mindset for so Same. long. For so, so long. And that's exactly how I feel. It's, it's the feeling of the disappointment. And then feeling lost when you feel that disappointment because you've put so much weight on it work that manifestation working out for you and it not happening and then you don't know where to go from there. My thing is, when you set yourself a goal... So, okay, let me speak this into existence. <laughs> I want to start doing workshops for, say, Facebook and Instagram, mm-hmm. okay? Because I do quite a lot of tech anyway. Yeah. If I then try and align my frequency with that thing and yeah. try and become the kind of person who would be the person to host workshops for Facebook and Instagram, yes, then you yourself are also transforming whilst you're manifesting. So that when the thing doesn't work out, you still find yourself a different version or more stuff added to you. Yes. Right. And in some circumstances, something better, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So I never think it's a loss, even if that thing... Because sometimes we want things that actually aren't meant for us. Yeah. And what I found in my experience is that it often is just a redirection Mm -hmm. into something far more aligned. Yeah. And that eventually you do end up at at the thing that you wanted to do, even if it doesn't look exactly the way that you imagined it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel, I tend to find that it doesn't ever really look the way that you imagined it, but it's still that thing. Yeah. And what I've really been thinking about recently is because we've been talking about it, but I've been seeing it a lot on the internet as well, is the visualizations that we do before we go to sleep Ooh, and how okay. important they are. So if this is, if this is a hundred percent fact that your thoughts do create your reality yeah if we're romanticizing ex-partners or we're envisioning ourselves in a hospital and wondering who's gonna turn up yeah or, you know like <laughs> all these things that are that everyone human does. nature yeah. yeah could we not be doing something a bit more efficient <laughs> like can we not be visualizing something a bit more can useful? you not just like make your visualizations useful more productive <laughs> but here's my thing and i think a lot of people are put off or reserved about it is because they do imagine their perfect dream partner yeah and it doesn't work yeah but that might just mean that they're not aligned like they're not for you for you and they're not going to bring the best out in you yes yeah definitely and actually on that I tend to find that whatever I visualize before I go to sleep, and this doesn't always happen but usually whatever I visualize before I go to sleep morphs itself into my dream and then because it's morphed itself into my dream, it's the first thing that I think about when I wake up. Mm-hmm. So that's on my mind in the morning and then probably throughout the day and then probably before I go to sleep and then in my dream and so on and so on. It's just a cycle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, yeah, that makes total sense. I've had it before, actually. I've had it where I've manifested. No, I've had it where I've just visualised seeing someone... 
within a friend's meeting, I'm like, oh my God, that, this would be such a cool scenario. Like mm-hmm. my friends being like, oh my God, Rose, look who it is kind of thing. And that exact thing happened. That exact moment that I've visualized oh, has happened, really? but with a completely different person. Not the person that I thought. <gasps> oh, okay. That's so interesting. So I don't know. <laughs> Conclusion, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. The other thing is as well, I think we're actually also being a bit too lenient with psychology <laughs> in the sense that we think that psychology is the end will be all and it explains everything. No, I also think that we don't have um, the tools or the understanding of what to measure when we're measuring manifestation. And that's Absolutely. why there's no... Well, and that's why we don't know whether it's... Explain it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and also within within psychology, there's a concept called, of magical thinking, which manifestation would actually fall under, mm-hmm. which is what children do. <laughs> yeah, where they just... Yeah, it's mag- magical thinking. You yeah. Think about things that could never happen kind of thing. Yeah, which I find really funny. It just sounds so airy-fairy. Doesn't it? Um, but a lot of psychologists do dismiss manifestation as mag- magical thinking. So there's that as well. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm literally sat right smack bang in the middle. Between what? I No, I say I'm sitting... I'm not. I'm definitely leaning more towards it. No, I definitely believe in it. I believe... I do believe in it. I do. But I also understand people's reservations because I have my own. And I've also, within my journey, seen how the contradictions affect your day-to-day. Uh, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I just think it's a lot of bypassing what's actually going on for you. Yeah. And I don't think that's... that's I actually don't think that's part of it. Actually, and I've, I think I really want to ask you about this, Rose, is when does it become bypassing when does it become you just avoiding your actual emotions and being like no i need to think positively around this thing say um say you're unemployed Mm -hmm. and you're looking for your dream job yeah literally me right now and you know exactly (laughs) what you're after and your dog dies oh and you're, every time you find yourself overcome with grief or sadness or yeah. thinking, I can't go on without my dog, you just tell yourself to stop. Yeah. I can't think that. Yeah. I can't think like that. This is crying. Actually, let's get into it. Right. A lot of people believe that your emotions have a frequency. Yes. So anger, sadness, jealousy, fear are all low frequency. Mm-hmm. Joy, happiness, excitement, blah, 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 high frequency. Yeah. So if you're feeling low frequency, you're actually pushing the manifestation away. Okay, I got you. Which is a whole crock of shit. But yeah, because... (laughs) Okay, yeah. Because you're obviously going to feel... Yeah. You're human. Yeah. And you're going to feel all of those things. Yeah. And they probably make perfect sense given the context of your life and your current situation, Mm -hmm. right? So... Say, yeah, you've got, your, you've got a dream job lined up and you're trying to manifest it and you're trying to call it into your life, but your dog dies. Mm-hmm. And you feel angry, you feel frustrated, you feel sad, you feel the grief, all of those things, but you're not letting yourself feel those things because you think it's going to push the job opportunity away. Yeah, exactly. That's a, this is the exact kind of scenario that I want to ask you about. Yeah. Yeah. So then you push away and you're literally just pushing it further down into your being. Mm-hmm. And you're not being with that 
emotion. You're not bypassing it. So you protect, you're faking it. Yeah. Till you're making it. Yeah. Apart from you might make it, but those emotions still live within you. Yeah. And they will surface at some point. Yes. So it is important to confront those emotions. Be with your emotions, tend to them. My thing is, be with yourself, allow the emotions to have the space literally within your body to exist Mm -hmm. because even a lot of us don't even let them exist or come up in the first place yeah right and in those moments where you feel calm peaceful content quote-unquote high frequency which isn't even a thing yeah because sorry the reason i say it's not even a thing is because we're in a constant state of motion yeah externally and internally so there's going to be moments where you're high and there's going to be moments where you're low Mm -hmm. it's the duality of life it's yin and yang right and I, I think there's a lot there's a lot more to do with frequencies that we don't know like it's not just as simple as being high or low yeah oh <laughs> let's not even because we're not even talking about like the brain frequencies right yeah. anyway um what i do personally is I, I allow myself to feel absolutely anything and everything without clinging to it yeah. knowing that i feel like this but it is going to pass yes that's the important part yeah and then when i feel light airy daydreamy you know what i mean i say i write my manifestations i envision it i sit in meditation i channel mm-hmm. no i make use of that feeling yeah as opposed to trying to create it 24 7 yeah when i'm in it when i'm there yeah you take advantage utilize, of it yeah you utilize it yeah exactly exactly that makes total sense as opposed to constantly forcing yourself to be positive. Yeah. In this world? <laughs> in this... How? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then what I find as well is that this is where the white holistic wellness space comes in, is that white people can bypass much easier because they don't have to face so much. Yeah, they don't. And and also because... Because... The attitude that comes with a capitalist system like capitalism in within in in in, in, in itself <laughs> um is individualistic and it is the culture yes it's the culture yes so what we're doing is we're using something ancient yeah and, and trying we're adapting, adapting it adapting it into this current system which, which is, is near broken. enough impossible yeah because you're, you're trying to strive or you're trying to, uh, not strive, sorry, you're trying to thrive within a system that doesn't align with the attitudes that are part of these ancient practices yes. that are now being incorporated into the wellness space. And they're being used for the drive of profit. Like they're being used to make people better capitalists, to be more productive, yes. to make more money rather than focusing on on their actual well-being and the things that make us human and whole. Exactly. And what happens when you're constantly trying to manifest something and it's not happening? You take that personal responsibility and think it's you that's done something wrong. And then you buy more courses, more books, more one-to-one coaching. Exactly. Exactly. And that's how it's, it's the, the machine is still turning. Yeah. Yeah. And we think we've done something really profound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> that part. That part. So as someone who hasn't 
practiced it before or hasn't experimented with it. Yeah. We had an idea. Yeah. We're going to do an experiment. We're going to do an experiment. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. So, um, so you're leaving. Yes. So I am leaving the NHS. Um, I'm quitting my job and I will be looking for something new. Now I'm currently in quite a, I want to say like an open space in the sense that I'm open to more than one opportunity. Like there isn't a specific direction that I want to go in, Yeah. but I know the salary that I want. Yeah. Um, or I know the, uh, yeah, I guess the, the financial position that I want to be in. So, you know, the kind of flat you want to live in. Yeah. I know the flat I want to live in. I know. (laughs) Yeah. I know that I want to go to Waitrose to do my food shop and stop it. I will know the lifestyle that I want to have. (laughs) Absolutely. So, (laughs) Don't. You're speaking it into existence. (laughs) (laughs) I want to try manifesting. I want to try and manifest my next job. Yeah. Whatever that may be. The next chapter. The next chapter of my life. And I'm, yeah, I'm going to treat it as an experiment. I'm going to try and, I'm going to do it all. I'm going to do the affirmations. I want to try and create myself a a visual. Stop saying try. You're going to do it. I am going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to create a visual, like, board I'm going to do my own visualizations and we'll see where, how, how we go. I'm really excited because I just want to see. Yeah. And we'll keep you updated on the podcast as well just to see how things are going. Yeah. And I'm also going to keep track of what I do because I don't want to scam anyone. In, in case something does happen for me, I don't want to say that I've done all of this stuff when I might not have practiced it every day. Like I, I will do my best. Yeah. And I'm going to try and be, stay realistic, as realistic with it as I possibly can. Oh, don't do that. That's limiting beliefs. What is realistic? I mean, of course, no, don't I mean, go for something no, I mean, like, real- oh, I'm going to have like 10 yards. No, no, no. I don't mean realistic in t- of what I want to manifest. I mean realistic as what I'm going to do as a part of my practice. Got you, got you, got you. Yeah. So I'll let you know. Yeah, we'll keep, we'll, we'll leave it there, I think. Yeah, I think we will. <laughs> What's your song of the week? Ooh. I don't know what mine is. I couldn't tell you, to be honest. (laughs) I've really found that, like, I'm really finding that my music taste has been different in the pandemic in the sense that I don't know if it's just what Spotify is recommending for me, but it's all very chill. It's all very relaxing. It's all very slow. I don't know if that's what I've been needing the last two years to, like, get me through. Or whether my algorithm skewed or whether I'm just at this stage of my life. I personally find my Spotify algorithm is pretty skewed, but I know what you mean. Yeah, it stinks. Why have they done that? But you love it. You love relaxing music I'm... and like chilled vibes. And I just don't listen to relaxing music ever. <laughs> Maybe you should. <laughs> I think I should. <laughs> mm. Even, but I use it to relax. That's the funny thing. And none of the music I listen. What's your favorite song then? What's your song of the week? Um, I think that Liana, Liana, Liana Habit. <laughs> Mate. <laughs> What have you been playing? Leanna Havers. Yeah. Please don't make me cry. Yes, that's mine. Because I've really enjoyed listening to that when you've been playing it the last few days. My song of the week is Get Through by Rum Gold. Oh. Please give that a listen. Okay. It's lovely. Absolutely will. Wow, thank you for your time. Thank you. If you have any more stories that you'd like to share with us or any encouraging words or any tips or tricks that you want to share with Raha while she goes through this experiment, please, please reach out. 
thanks again for listening. Thanks for being here with us and hanging out with us. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.